This is the Ezra Podcast. And Ryan Garcia is back this week. So it's a big week in boxing because Ryan Garcia is a star in boxing. Now, is he a superstar? Can he sell massive pay-per-views? That's yet to be proven. And usually to get to that point, you got to start winning at a, a consistent level, at a high level consistently to really maximize what Ryan Garcia is. Now, there's debates whether Ryan Garcia has a substance as a fighter to really maximize what he could be. There's a lot of debate on that. I don't think that there's a lot of people actually feel very confident that Ryan Garcia is going to go on to have success as world champion and beat the the names in his division. I don't think a lot of people have a lot of confidence in that. People want to know, is it the fame that he has right now? Is it just due to social media, his looks? And that's been around before. Like, if you remember, uh, Victor Ortiz kind of had a similar thing, situation. Now, maybe not the level Ryan Garcia, but it was similar, good enough to get him to a Floyd Mayweather fight. Good enough to have some buzz on him. Good enough to have him in some movies. He had a similar situation, but he couldn't do it at a consistent level. He couldn't do it at a high level consistently. He could never really do it at a high level, if we're being honest. So, Ryan Garcia's, that's the question. Can he do it at a high level? He's going to fight Javier Fortuna um, this this weekend. And the one thing I, I noticed, and I want to say this before kind of breaking down the Fortuna fight with Ryan Garcia, is... I think I have a theory that Ryan Garcia is actually uh, there's a reason that people are down on him and it's really not his fault. It's not the performances that he's had. I believe that people are miscategorizing Ryan Garcia and putting him in the wrong category and with the wrong comparisons. And this is causing him to be not really scouted and judged correctly. Now, if you really look at Ryan Garcia, he's been dominant in all his performances and he has really one big slip up, which is when he gets dropped by Luke Campbell. But if you really look at that fight, he's he's pretty dominant in that fight. Now, does he get with the big shot? Yes. Does he get dropped? Is he clearly hurt? Yes. Is it a flaw that we can all see and you kind of see it repeatedly, even in that fight? Yes, it is. So it's easy to, to it's easy to go back in that. That's that's uh, engraved in your brain that mistake, that memory of him getting dropped by it, uh, that punch by Luke Campbell. And it's just so easy to see him getting knocked out. But you got to really look at all his other performances. You know what I mean? You can't. You, what I always do is throw out his best, throw out his worst. And what is he? And if you really look at it, Ryan Garcia is just dominant. He's dominant. Now, it's not the highest level of competition, but it's comparable to other guys that fought the same competition. And he, he's doing what he has to do. And he's smoking guys. And he's not giving up a lot of rounds. And he's putting guys to sleep. And he's doing it early. And or if he's going the decision it's very dominant like if you look at his last fight like i mean he it's a it's a ranked guy and he beats him 12 rounds to none he drops him he hurts him the guy doesn't want anything to do with him in there and i think it's because they, we miscategorize ryan garcia in kind of like the same lane as elite boxers like uh, uh with top amateur pedigree such as a devin haney sugar stevenson um, maybe they even like a De La Hoya. Like the, those are like things that, you know, a lot of the guys that are Mexican American, that come up. That's kind of like what they compare to, especially they have like an amateur background. It's like, Oh, he's De La Hoya. He could be De La Hoya. That's, and then that kind of like, and that's kind of puts him in a bad spot because that's not what Ryan Garcia really is. And it's not that he doesn't have skills because he has a lot of, or ability because he has skills. He has a, a, a lot of ability, probably the most ability in at one thirty five. The thing is that Ryan Garcia is an awkward brawler, right? And I would compare him to a Max Bear, 
to, to me, it made people get mad about this, a frock, and maybe a Maidana. He is not going to be technical in the way that you want, in the technical, in the way they teach us, the way it would be in a book. He's not going to be that. He's going to fight to his natural abilities and the way he naturally fights. And I find that we accept that for some fighters like Maidana, right? And we even ask fighters to fight like Maidana at times. We accept it for some guys like Carl Frock, right? You accept it for guys like Max Bear, which, you know, is a, if you... Max Bear was a fighter back back in the day who fought like you know lost to Brad, uh, James Braddock who they made a movie about and all that. But if you look at his style of brawling and coming forth and shots at awkward angles, Ryan Garcia is that. He's not going to be the technical guy. And if you look at him as that, and the way we look at a lot of guys that are awkward like that, and the way we could you know look past all the mistakes they make because you say, well, he's effective with his style. Well, look at Ryan Garcia's style. He's effective with it. And the proof is in the performances. Now, like I said, Luke Campbell, which I think is a, is a good test for really anyone, is a good fight for anyone, get, it dropped him. But if you look at the fight as a whole, Ryan Garcia dominates it, and he gets him out of there. If you look at all these other fights, Ryan Garcia is just putting pressure on guys, breaking them down, and it gets to the point where like, guys don't want anything to do with him. His last fight, the guy didn't want nothing to do with him to go. He wanted nothing to do with him. He didn't want to take any chance to win that fight. And people criticized Ryan at the end of it. And if you think about it, just comparison, right? David Haney fights Cambosos. And, okay, you think Cambosos is better than Togo? And I, 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 I agree with you on that. That's fine. I, I don't really have an argument to say Togo is better. But just to say, uh, Cambosos is better than uh, Togo. But what does David Haney do? He 12 holds him. It's not close. Um, he never goes in for a kill. He never... Uh, Pushes it, like really raises it to the next gear. He just jabs him and takes his decision. 12-0, clear victory, no, nowhere close. When you really look at it, what did Ryan Garcia do to go? He just 12-0s him. Now, he goes for the KO, but, you know, the guy's not opening up. The guy's choosing to survive. Could Ryan maybe have done things to, to you know, lead him out or not over, um, get too close where he can't work and, not give up, not get the correct space to apply his offense. Sure, right? We can have that. But the style that he has or whatever things he does, it's effective. And he had a 12 0 response. But we look at that negative and then you look at the other guy and say it's positive. Now, I get it because Cambosos had beat Tiafimo. To me, to people, he's more proven, right? But I think Cambosos, that, that one's not going to age that well because I don't think Cambosos is going to go on to do many things as far as like at a high level, especially at 135. And I think that we, kind of go back and look at it and be like, kind of had the same performance, honestly. And I think the Fortuna fight, which people, we can get to the Fortuna fight now. I think people wanted Jojo Diaz. I think that fight made a lot of sense. I think Jojo Diaz ran into legal trouble, but I don't think that was a fight they were going to make. It looked like they were leading the Fortuna way the whole the whole way because maybe they wanted to build Jojo Diaz with a get her win and then build that fight because that is a, a decent fight. That is going to be a big fight when Jojo Diaz and Ryan Garcia match up. It just makes sense. It just You just think about it right away and it just makes perfect sense. But Fortuna, right, who is a power puncher, who is a southpaw, who is willing to exchange. And if you leave your chin out like the way we all know Ryan does at times, he could put you to sleep, right? He really could make you uh, make you pay for those mistakes. And you look at Ryan Garcia, who, you know, when guys open up and are willing to go, he usually gets them out of there. Now, Fortuna has fought tough with guys like Robert Easter. And he has good wins over credible opponents who have good wins over credible opponents. 
So this will be a notable win for Ryan Garcia, his second of his career. If he's able to get it. And it will have tests. It will be some tests in there. We'll answer some questions to me, especially because I think he'll need to be defensively a little bit aware. Right. But I'm also curious is it Fortuna, who is an aggressive guy and kind of doesn't back down for anyone. And we've seen the track record of Ryan's opponents. Is he willing to keep exchanging after he feels what Ryan has in there? Because it seems like a lot of guys feel what Ryan has in there. It's like a shock and a surprise to them. And they kind of shell up or they get knocked out early. And the, the to-go one, was a, to me, was really eye-opening on what he felt in there and what he saw early. Especially because, remember, he gets dropped early in that fight. He did not want any. He did not want anything to do with it. I want to know when Fortuna feels what Ryan has. Is he going to stay the aggressive Fortuna? And it's not that like Fortuna has shown signs of becoming less aggressive or like a Gamboa where he can't get his shots off. No, he still has it. Look at the Jojo Diaz fight. And Ryan Garcia, like I said, he's going to give you those opportunities because he's going to open up when you open up. He likes to work off of what you're doing. So we're going to see Ryan Garcia's chin gets, uh, uh, chin gets tested to see if his defense is a little bit better. Or let's say if he's just so dominant, he gets Fortuna out as soon as he touches him. Or let's see if Fortuna just completely shells up and says, I don't want nothing to do in here. There's so many outcomes, but every one will be interesting. Every one of those outcomes will give us an answer or tell more of the story of Ryan Garcia. How do I see it playing out? I think Fortuna makes a lot of mistakes in there, and he's definitely not a defense and offense type of guy. He's kind of, when he's offense, he's all offense, and he's letting go his shots. Now, Ryan has similar issues, right? But Ryan is aware defensively. I think he's a little bit better for Tuna defensively. Ryan is going to be have is going to hit harder. He's going to be faster. And he's definitely um, really confident in his game. And I truly believe that he truly believes in himself in a, in a way that really only elite fighters do. Now, he, I'm not saying he's an elite fighter, but I'm just saying that that's the way he, he sees his game. I think that he's going to go in there. He's going to look to exchange. And I think that Fortuna, who leans too forward, just makes mistakes with those punches. I think he's going to get caught early. Now, I think it'll be some fun exchanges early, but I think he gets caught early. Now, the point is, I want to know is how's he going to respond to that? I think Ryan Garcia is going to get Fortuna out of there. I think it might take two to three rounds to do it. But I am curious that if Fortuna does not have any quit in him and he just has all dog and no matter what Ryan's offering, he says he's willing to match it. I'm really curious how that fight goes on because Fortuna is a rough fighter and he is known to, you know, put his head into you, hit you in the back of the head. Now, Ryan, I don't, I never really seen him kind of like in a fight like that. Now we've seen him face uh, difficulty, like like we said in the Luke Campbell fight. But a guy that roughs him up is willing to meet him. And does Ryan get sloppy? Does Ryan start getting tired with that guy like that? That's willing to exchange with him, and they get a lot of ugly clinches and headbutting, and maybe cuts. We got to see that too. We're gonna see how he reacts to that. I just think the Fortuna makes too much mistakes, and Ryan is really sharp early, very sharp. Maybe gets a little sloppy later, or you know, maybe gets a little more frustrated later. So he over works and over it gets too aggressive too excited when he's going uh going for the kill but i think early when he's especially when he's able to counter with his a uh, massive left left hook i think he, he's gonna catch fortuna and i think the fortuna will get hurt and ryan will eventually stop him i think this is gonna be a great performance for ryan i think this is 
an excellent matchup and just an entertaining matchup. And it's a matchup that can really get Ryan. You know, people saying he lost his momentum. I'm saying he's going to have a win over a ranked guy and whatever belt system that was. A win over Fortuna. And if he does it in devastating fashion, how I imagine he will. I mean, to me, I think he'll be right back there. He'll be in the conversations versus anyone. And I, you know, let's not get too caught up in any of that because none of those fights are going to happen right now. I mean, the most realistic thing for Ryan going forward is a Cepeda fight, a Jojo Diaz fight. Those are the guys that Golden Boy has. That's who they're going to put out there for him. He's not going to get Tank. He's not going to get Haney. He's not going to get Campbell. It's not going to have Lomachenko. He's not going to get those guys. Okay, he's not going to get those guys. Maybe they'll get Comey to come over or something like that. If it's if it's a guy from another thing, it's going to be like a mid-level guy. It's not going to be, you know, maybe they could talk Isak Cruz. I know Isak Cruz has a, a tank fight coming. I know it does. So I know they're they're not interested in doing that. That could have been this one. And which Isak Cruz and Ryan Garcia is like just great matchmaking too. Uh, there's a lot of these guys. Basically, Ryan Garcia plays very, you know, uh, he's uh, he plays. Uh, I don't know how to word them exactly I'm looking here for, but he can match up a lot of guys and it feels like a big fight. And maybe it's just because Ryan Garcia is just a superstar, but like when you put him in with Isak Cruz, that feel like a huge fight. It feels like, oh man, I don't know what's going to happen there. That's going to be a war. I really need to see that. Right? And then you put him with Joe Diaz and you're like, that's going to be an excellent fight. I really need to see that. And then you put him with Haney and you're like, hey, he's going to outbox him, but could he land? Right? That's an excellent fight. Oh, Tank, I feel like Tank's going to knock him out cold. But if he lands like everybody else lands on Tank, maybe he knocks Tank out cold. You put Ryan with anyone, it just seems like an interesting matchup. Even if you feel like he's going to get blown out, you still want to see it. The guy's going to be a superstar. But a fight like this where, you know, he leaves his chin out too long and Fortuna's winging shots and looping shots, catch him on the chin and put him to sleep, that will kind of put a massive blow in the momentum of him being a superstar. That's what's at risk here. On the undercard, you have uh, Alexis Rocha, Coming back after beating Blair Cobbs in an entertaining fight. And he's an entertaining style. And the guy who's fighting likes to go out there and get it too. Uh, veteran of the game. Um, and I think I expect Lexus Rocha to win that fight. Uh, Lamont Roach is going to be in the undercard. And Ricardo Sandoval, the flyweight. Please pay attention to him. We have uh, Bam Rodriguez who you know just was announced to fight on the Canelo undercard as a co-main event. Ricardo Sandoval is the flyweight division, 112 pounds, and this guy, to me, is just as talented. I don't know as Bam, but he, he's he's a very talented fighter. I imagine that they are going to be matched up at some point. He's a guy to watch out for. If you're excited for Bam, you're, maybe you're just getting into the lower weights, because I'll be honest with you. I, I've always you know known of lower weights, always known of Chocolatito, always known of, of um, El Gallo. I've always known of Nietes. I've always known of those guys. But I wasn't deep diving into him. Now, like, I'm deep diving. Now I'm paying attention to everything. Ricardo Sandoval is damn good. And it's going to be hard to tell me that there's guys, you know, that you could get 20 guys that are, you know, his around his age. Cause I think he's, like, 23 years old. You're not going to get 20 guys better than him at around that age or younger. Okay. This guy is damn, damn good. He can do a lot of things. And maybe he's not, like, eye-popping what Bam does, but he's very damn good. And I think that... If he keeps coming along, him and Bam is an excellent fight. Building up to be an excellent fight. So, he's going to be on the undercard. Not the Golden Boys doing a good job of promoting the undercard guys and giving them any attention on the Ryan Garcia fight. That's just not the way they do it. They just do their one guy and everyone else just, you know, you're on the undercard. You're going to get seen because Ryan Garcia, people are going to watch Ryan Garcia. 
I would think that they would sell Ricardo Sandoval more because how big of attention Bam and all the lower weights are getting right now. It feels like a waste opportunity, but maybe they match him up well. I couldn't even tell you who he's fighting. You know why? Because I couldn't even find that information. I, I'm dead serious. I'm going to have to, you know, ask Twitter and ask my, uh, my boys that really are deep, uh, deep diving on these weight divisions who he's fighting because I couldn't find it. It was nowhere to be seen. Maybe they don't even have an opponent yet. I don't even know. Maybe they pull him off the card. I don't know. When the poster he's on there, I try to find some, some information on it. I have no idea. I can tell you who Lamont Roach is fighting. Lex Roach, I can tell you who he's fighting. But the other guys, I can't. It's very strange. I don't know what Golden Boy is doing. Let's talk about a fight that's going to happen actually Wednesday, middle of the week, and probably at some, uh, you know, godforsaken time, honestly. Uh, this is uh, Ioka versus Nietes. And this is a rematch. And rematch that Nietes won a decision. And probably a little bit of a, you know, it was a close fight. Maybe a controversial decision in a way. I kind of seemed like I was, I, when, after I watched it, um, especially studying for this podcast, it seemed like uh, Ioka kind of won this fight. And I, I thought kind of clearly. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nietes. I think he's really underappreciated. Uh, Filipino fighter who defensively can do a lot of things. Uh, defensively, like, really gifted, I think. Uh his awareness, the the craft he has in his defense, the way he uses his defense to set up his shots, I, I think he's uh, was a was a brilliant fighter uh, when he was in his prime. He's, I don't think he's in his prime anymore. I know for a fact he's not in his prime anymore. And he's you know I think he's forty years old. I want to say Donnie this is forty years old, and he's fighting Yoko, who you know has at, at the beginning of. Uh, the beginning of 2021, I want to say, he had, I believe, his you know his biggest win, and he looked amazing. And then from there, kind of the performances that where he's still winning, but maybe not looking to the level what that fight looked like. And him match up with Nietzsche to you know kind of get revenge on that re- rematch. I I found he won that fight, and at that he kind of found the opening of how to be effective in that fight and it was really moving to Nietzsche's right hand and jabbing him making Nietzsche's turn but turn into while he's jabbing or jabbing him and then turning into his right hand and just really eliminated what Nietzsche could do Nietzsche's feet were kind of just stuck in that position he couldn't counter um he couldn't respond because the jab and the movement of Aoka was it's kind of just had him stuck and I really feel that that's the key of this fight I think that Nietzsche is going to be slower he's not going to have the same movement and I think that Yoka can really take advantage of all that. Now, is Ioka slowing down? You know, you could make the argument, but he's still winning. Not that Nithis isn't winning, but Yoka is still winning, I think, at a higher level. I still feel like he can go to the well on that. I think he really figured that out in the middle of that fight. And I, I really um, think if he keeps going to that and goes to it early, it, it could be a very you know, one-sided fight here. Now, I do want you to pay attention to just the, the craft of these guys. And the way that they create their entrance and the way that nothing is really given for free. I don't, like I said, I don't know they're going to be able to compete like the way they did in the last fight, but there's just little things they're doing on the inside. How like they kind of have throwaway shots or they come in with one shot just so they can set the, the, the next shot they're going to come in with. It's going to be different. The next time it's very smart fighters, intelligent fighters in the ring. Pay attention to what they're doing. Pay attention to who, who owns the jab in the middle of the ring because that was a really important part in the first fight. Also, who owns the feint and who really bites on the feints. And let's see if uh, Nietzsche, if uh, Ioka could force Nietzsche to have to create his offense coming forward. That's a, uh, another key part to it where I kind of felt like Nietzsche was 
you know, kind of really ineffective on that part of the of his game. I think it's a very good fight. I just think that Nate is probably on the downside of his career. Um, you know, probably can't keep it as competitive as it was in the first fight. But two talented guys and maybe a future Chocolatito opponent. You know, they're in that the uh, 115 weight division where there's the the most stacked top 10. Uh, you know, most stacked uh, 10 guys. Yeah, top 10 ranking of, of any boxing, of any boxing weight class. Okay, so the, these guys, whoever wins this is in that mix, can fight. Just pick a name out the hat. It's a great fight. I think this, you know, Nethis can bring back the clock a little bit and maybe figure out uh, a counter to Ioka just jabbing and moving to his right. It'll be very interesting to see. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the S-Raw Podcast.